I'm trying to decide if this was a mistake or not. What's that? Having you spread your Android propaganda here on the, <laughs> the website. On the podcast, rather. <laughs> well, good morning, afternoon, or evening. You may delete as appropriate. I'm Chad Lemon here, your host for this 44th episode of Ministry Bits. And with me today is a uh, wonderful, wonderful guy, youth minister, uh, down in Mobile, Alabama, Mr. Eric Gray. How are you, sir? Man, I'm doing good. Thanks for having me on today. Well, thanks for being on today. And uh, Eric, you're at the, t- tell us what church you're at and, and how long you've been there. I'm at the Creekwood Church of Christ, as you said, in Mobile, Alabama. I've been here just a little over six and a half years now. Very, very good. And then you're involved with the uh, AIM, you're involved with the uh, the AIM Conference now that would used to be South uh, Southern Evangelism Conference in Montgomery, uh, involved with Faulkner, involved with a couple other things, and uh, it's really good to have you on. And, and the, the main reason, Eric, obviously we had you on was um, to talk about your big switch. And um, the switch we're talking about is from iOS to Android on your phone, at least. We're, we're just going to kind of confine the discussion to the phone right now. But, but Eric, kind of tell us about, let's just jump right in. Tell us about uh, your Android journey and how you came to want to even move to the undiscovered country that is Android. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I, several, I guess about a year ago, well, I remember when you made your switch to Android and bought a Note 4, very, and that just kind of fascinated switch, me. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and I, I listened to your episodes about that and... You know, I remember when you came back, and I was I was a little surprised, uh, but then you kind of explained your reasons, and I thought, okay. So that kind of satisfied the itch for a little while, but then it came back up. I'm the type that with technology, I just get a little bored from time to time, and I was really disappointed in iOS 8, I think it was, that it really didn't change anything about the iPhone, and uh, iOS 7, you know, was that major revamp of iOS, and mm-hmm. I loved it. And then 8, I was just kind of let down. And so I thought, well, I'm just going to go to Best Buy and just give a give a look at some of these Androids and see what all the fuss is about. You know, some people just swear by them. And so I thought, I'm just going to go check it out. And I went and looked at some, and I thought, you know, this is kind of neat. And, I, and then I started reading a bunch of articles, and then I just kind of convinced myself, I, I just got to make this switch. And so I thought, so you didn't just you know, go buy one, but you, you looked at you know, you read stuff, you read reviews probably, you looked, you probably went to the store a couple of times and put your hands on these things, these devices. Yeah, I, I vetted, I vetted the switch of a phone more than I normally vet purchasing a car. Is that, is that sad? I, uh, it <laughs> might be, but. <laughs> yeah. So, well, I wound up selling my iPhone, which I got on the day that it actually came out when they released the iPhone 6 uh, and 6 Plus. And I decided to sell it a few months before the 6S came out just so I could get the most amount of money for it. And so then I went and started really looking at some other kinds of phones. And you and I had several conversations. You were advising me against it, but you were saying, <laughs> if you're going to check it out, check out these. And you kept saying, don't try the Note. You're not going to like the Note. And so, I, you know, but that was one of the few that Best Buy actually had in the store. Uh-huh. I really wanted the, uh, uh, the Google Nexus. But Best Buy didn't carry it in the store, so I couldn't get my hands on it to try it out. And uh, I definitely didn't want the uh, S6. So I, I played around with the Note. I wound up purchasing the Galaxy Note 5. Uh, one of the reasons why is I wanted a big screen, uh, and it's got, you know, the 5.7-inch screen. The screen is actually... big screen. Oh, yeah. It's actually slightly larger than the uh, iPhone 6 Plus or 6S Plus. 
But the phone is super, super thin mm-hmm. and light. It's amazing. It's one of the nicest phones outside of a case that you could ever actually hold. And the other reason why I went with it is because it comes stock with 32 gig of storage. And that was one of the things that always drove me crazy about Apple because I'm cheap. I didn't want yeah. to pay an extra 100 bucks to go up to 64 gig. I could not believe they kept releasing these 16 gig iPhones. And, and you know, and I, you put seven apps and 20 pictures on it and your phone's full. Exactly. And I cannot abide. I've, I haven't owned a 16 gigabyte phone in several years. And I just don't understand why they keep making them. I understand supply constraints and all this other jazz and stuff like that, but I don't understand why they keep making 16 gigabyte phones. Just make a standard 32 gigabyte and take a take a you know lesson from the rest of the industry yeah. and, and do that and make it more better for your users because they you get to a point on these iOS devices sometimes that you have so much stuff like you said seven pictures and and 13 apps and it's yeah. full already it's and done. then you get then you say oh it's time to update and you can't update because the thing can't download the update <laughs> yeah. and so it's like they want you to experience the new stuff but they won't let you experience the new stuff because they sell these tiny phones that don't have enough memory to put anything on them and to download the update. It's just a big conundrum. So yeah, I completely yeah. sympathize with you there, but go yeah. ahead. So I got the Note 5 and the first two weeks, man, I loved it. It was so awesome having this big old screen. Uh, it had really taken the place of my iPad in a lot of different ways. I still taught with my iPad, but as far as reading and things like that, man, I use my phone a ton more. And I really liked it. I was getting into the widgets and really loved a lot of them. I loaded it down with widgets. And then after about two weeks, uh, by about 11 o'clock in the morning, my phone would have 35% battery and I had charged it the night before. And I think I called you out griping about it. You know, with this phone, it just, it won't hold a charge. And, and then I started reading more into it and it's because I had so many widgets and so many things running mm-hmm. all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh and so then for about the next month, I absolutely hated it. And I totally regretted purchasing an Android because of the battery life. And you're outside but that 14 day window. So there's really nothing you could do. I was committed for the next year until <laughs> I paid the phone off. Uh, and all the widgets were killing the battery. But also design wise, it really bothered me because I had spent so long on iOS where all of the apps look the same. You know, they're all the little boxes, and they all look really, really good. Well, on Android, and Chad, you know this, none of the apps look the same. No, The phone is an actual phone handle. The messages is two little conversation bubbles. You know, they all have different shapes, and design-wise, it just really bothered me. They were really big. Uh, You can only put so many, you know, like five on a screen or whatever. And I just, man, it really bothered me looking at it I could not stand how my home screen looked. And I tried moving stuff around and did as much as I could. Uh, And so I spent the next month just kind of really not caring much for the phone. Kind of went back to using my iPad a little bit more. Uh, And then I started reading like, okay, I'm stuck with this thing for the next year at least. What what, what can I do about it? And so might as well make the best of it. Yeah, so I kept reading about launchers, and I didn't really know anything about it. I mean, I'd, I'd never had an Android. My wife had had an Android for a few years, but she didn't get into any of that stuff. As long as the phone called and, you know, sent texts, that's all that it really was needed for. Mm-hmm. So I started reading about launchers, and I started downloading a bunch of them. I tried, I mean, I, I think I tried seven or eight different launchers. Ultimately, I settled on the Nova launcher, and I had to pay for the the uh, pro version of it. I think it cost me five bucks. But that opened up Wait, a lot. Wait, you of, actually paid for something? 
I did. Wow. I did. I, I had must have to. Been pretty I, good if you actually paid for it, because Eric Gray doesn't pay for anything. I know. Well, here's why. And there <laughs> is, and the free version is not bad. It works really good. The problem is, is that with the free version, you didn't get the icon notification. So if you got a text ah. message, it'd be you know up in the drop down notifications, but the icon itself would not actually light up and, and show you that little number. Let's take a second. Let's take a second and clarify exactly what we're talking about when we talk about a launcher, because I doubt that the average Android user may not even know what a launcher is. And a launcher is basically, correct me if I'm wrong, you've been using one longer than I have, but it's kind of a skin that's almost put over the kind of the user interface. Yeah. It kind of allows you to, it, it literally is what it says. It's a launcher. It launches all your apps. It has maybe different configurations. It may look differently. It may have different fonts, different icons, uh, just like you said, different notifications. And these are like uh, things that you can't do that on iOS. iOS does not allow you to do anything like that unless you've jailbroken the device, which is just a headache in and of itself. So that kind of what is a launcher, that, that's what a launcher is. And, you know, kind of go ahead and, and say what you were saying, but I just want to clarify that one point. Yeah, and, and they will totally change the way your phone functions. I mean, uh-huh. you know, it'll still make calls and things like that, but uh, you can make them as simple or as complex as you want. Uh, and there's a ton of them out there. A lot of them are free. Some of them, you know, to unlock all the different features, you do have to pay a couple dollars for them. So I used the free feature for a while, decided, okay, I'm going to stick with this one. And so I wound up purchasing the Pro Edition, which would give you the opportunity, the ability to have the uh, the icon notifications. And then I downloaded an icon pack. And that's really what settled my love for this phone. Because that's one of the neat things about Android is that you, they've got thousands of different icon packs. Talking about like your Facebook icon, your text message icon. And you can get them any shape, any size. Uh, you can have them all white, all black. You can have them really crazy looking neon colors and stuff like that. And so I found this little icon pack that they're somewhat of a rounded square. They're a little bit smaller. And with this Nova launcher, I can have, I think I have, uh, I've got five apps across. I can go as many as, I think, eight apps vertically if I wanted to. Uh, I think I could even go six across. It just shrinks them a little bit more. Uh, But now all of my icons match. They're all the same shape. They have the same look. Uh, And the little icon pack I bought, it, it it doesn't just take the standard icon and put it over a square. They've actually redone all of the icons, and it looks really, really good. So it gives, once you, it I, gives your whole phone a, a different personality other than just like putting a case on the exterior. You get a whole yeah. new look uh, to your to your operating system. Yeah, it really gave it more <laughs> – I'm a little scared to say this. It gave it more of that, uh, that Apple look, and that's one of the things I loved about the iPhone is that it all looked good, mm-hmm. and so now everything looks good. And so once I settled on that, and there's features about that launcher, the Nova launcher, that I still haven't touched yet. Um, you know, it, it can do a whole lot, but it, it's got some really neat features in it. If I just swipe up on my home screen, it'll open my text message app. Uh, you can – all the, do all these See, other little gestures. Like that. That's just super cool. Little shortcuts yeah. and little things like that. It's really, really neat. And uh, we're gonna get a. We're, I'm gonna get. Remind me to get a screenshot from you when we when we finish recording here, and we'll put it in the show notes so you can go check that out at chatl.co/mbits/044. And um, that'll be really cool to be able to people to be able to look at and see how you've got your uh, your screen arranged, how, what you're talking about right now. Yeah. But yeah, tell us tell us what else what else uh, what else kind of drove you what else kind of settled you into this uh, liking your Android. 
Well, here's a couple features that I love that are either Android or Note 5 specific. Uh, one of the things that I love the most is the uh, noti- the drop-down notification. I remember when Apple released that, I think that might have been part of iOS 7. Uh, I thought it was pretty cool, or iOS 6, I thought it was pretty cool, but for me it was never really functional. Uh-huh. Uh, I, I just never really used it a ton. Now, for whatever reason, on Android, whenever I get a text, I, I don't click on the app. I usually drop it down and click it from the noti- drop-down notification. I don't know why. I just use it a ton more. Uh, it'll leave little uh, icons at the top uh, of my screen for different notifications that I have. Like I'm looking at it now, and I've got some kind of Twitter notification, and so I got the little Twitter bird at the top that it's telling me I got a little notification. But I use that not- that drop-down notification a ton. Uh, that that's been really functional for me. Um, as far as the and another that's pulling down from the top, yes, uh, kind of like notification center on iOS is just pulling down from the top and seeing all the different notifications kind of in a list. And then you've got a little three bar thing, a little sandwich thing at the bottom that you can hit to clear all those at the same time. Yes. Which is very nice to go ahead and clear all those out at one time. Uh, another, I, th- I don't know if this is Android or galaxy specific, but when I do the drop down, uh, one of the things I'm, I loved about the iPhone was when you swiped up from the bottom, you could turn on your flashlight, open your calculator, mm-hmm a bunch of different features. Well, that's all in the Android or the uh, Galaxy world as well, uh, except it's a little bit more. There's a few more options because I've got a notification uh, or uh, some uh, options at the top, but I can also swipe and I can see more. And so I have up to 10 on my on my notification menu, 10 different options, power saving mode, do not disturb, airplane, turn off data, Bluetooth, flashlight, change the ringtone, Wi-Fi, that sort of thing. And all of those are just a swipe away. That's incredibly convenient. Yeah, and there's some other customizing. I can change those out. I can have up to 10. Uh, but another thing that I did that was that this was just about a few weeks ago, I found this widget, uh, and I'll talk more about widgets in just a second, but I found this widget called Power Toggles. And basically what it is, it's those same features, but you can, instead of just being limited to your drop-down notification, you can put them anywhere. You can put them on your home screen. You can put them on your lock screen. That's super cool. Yeah, so that's been a really neat feature. I can change my, my you know, from ringtone to vibrate. I can uh, turn my Bluetooth, Wi-Fi. I can turn my data off. Uh, and I can turn the flashlight on. But here's what sold me on it is uh, when when my phone is off and I just turn it on with the you know, by pressing the home button or whatever, and I'm on the lock screen. From my lock screen, I can start and stop my podcast player. Now, I listen to a ton of podcasts, including Ministry Bits. Hey, Shameless thank you plug for much. you there. Okay. Listen to every episode. And especially when I'm at, at the gym or riding in my car, I don't want to have to unlock my phone to, to pause or play or whatever. And so I can do all that from my lock screen. And that that's really, really neat to me uh, because I listen to a ton of podcasts. And I know from the iPhone you can do that as well. It's just kind of a neat feature. Well, I'll tell you um, what, the uh, in iOS 9, it has been pretty unreliable. I'll tell you that much oh, really? right now. And I, this is not a yay Android uh, bash iOS session, but... You know, for the things that are everything iOS has, has going for it, it can't seem to get the simple things right sometimes. And that that lock screen thing in iOS nine with playing your podcast, it seemed it doesn't remember that you actually were listening to a podcast five minutes ago. Oh, so man. when you have your headphones plugged in and you just want to hit the tap thing to to go to keep going, 
it doesn't remember. It's like, oh, I don't know where. And it like tries to play audio from another source from like your music library. And it's like, oh uh-huh. my goodness, really? So that's, that's kind of a frustration, but that's really nice to be able to have that just right there and not have it go away. You yeah. Know, Apple has this and, thing about, you know, well, if, if you don't need to see it, you don't need to see it and it goes away and it doesn't, well, I want it to be there so I can just continue playing the podcast. It didn't matter if I was gone for five minutes or 50 minutes, you yeah. know? So, well, yeah. and that's one neat thing about this power toggles. I think that's the name of the actual widget is that you can assign the pause and play button to a specific app. And so I've assigned it to my podcast app. So as long as I've had a podcast, that's really great. you know, as long as I have a podcast that's been playing, meaning it hasn't ended, I might not use it for two days, but when I come back and I press the play button, it'll pick me back up wherever I left off on that specific that's great. And, and, and that's a great point to make, too, with Android, is that one of the best things about Android that people just really don't talk about that much is that you can assign default apps for yeah. different things. Like, if you don't want to use Google's text messaging app, you don't have to use Google's text messaging app as your default app. You can use something else or whatever whatever other text messaging app they have out there. And so you can actually, you know, like you said, assign apps to these different things. And you've got to kind of dig into settings a little bit for those things. But usually when you open something uh, or when you want to open something, like, say, if you want to open a PDF, it'll ask you, you know, the compatible programs. Hey, here's three mm-hmm. programs that can open PDFs. Which one do you want to open this with? And do you want to open it with this one all the time? Yeah. And I, that's one thing I really love about Android is that you can always change that later, but you can set a different default app than what I guess the operating system wants to put as your default app. Now, if you're a person that struggles with making choices, yeah, <laughs> you may not you may not want to go. Yeah, Android. if you just want to be uh, <laughs> if you want to be vanilla and you want somebody to tell you how to run your phone, then you just need to get an iPhone because that's a really well, great place for you to to start. But yeah, if you want simple. choice and customization, um, and if you're that kind of person. Man, Android is uh, really, really knocking it out of the park in that aspect. And I think they know that. Yeah. I, I think they know that a lot. And I think Apple, you, you kind of got the um, the mindsets of Democrats and Republicans here. If, you know, a- Apple, I, I feel like Apple is going to make their operating system less customizable as Android makes theirs more, yeah. you know. And, and so it's they're kind of moving in opposite directions as far as user choice necessarily. But both of the platforms have their obvious advantages. So. Yeah, they do. They do. And one of the things that I, I have loved the most, and we can talk more about whether or not I'll go back to iOS in the future, but one of the things I love the most, because I listen to so many podcasts, is on my home screen, I have a widget that is my podcast player. And so I can start and stop and fast forward and rewind my podcast from my home screen. And that that's really cool. Plus, I don't. I, I guess it's just it's kind of a lazy thing. I don't have to open the app to control the the actual episode. Uh, and when I want to open the app, I don't have to have. I can just tap on the widget. I don't have to actually hit the icon. So I don't have my podcast icon on my home screen. I just have the widget for it. And you may uh, not and, even have the app running in the background, but the widget knows that it needs to access the app. So when you hit the play button, it's going to access the app. Yeah, play your podcast. Yeah, and I love that. Now, one of the things that I that I did not that it took me a while to figure to find the best app because on iOS, uh, what's the podcast app that uh, that you oh, use? Overcast. Overcast, man, I loved Overcast with yeah. its smart control features. I paid, wound up paying for it because it was so good. Smart speed Take, on Overcast is probably the best thing that's on my iPhone. 
oh man, saves you so much time mm-hmm. and just makes podcast listening so much better. Well, uh, it took me a while to find a good app. And so I found one on Android. It's called Pocket Cast. And from what I can tell, it's pretty much the same thing as mm-hmm. Overcast, but for Android, uh, you do have to pay for it to get, you know, to get those features. Actually, there may not even be a free version. I'm not sure, but it'll remove the silence. It'll speed it up a little bit. It's a really, really cool app. Design-wise, looks phenomenal, uh, easy for finding new podcasts, and uh, it's got a great home screen widget that I love. So that, that's, been, that's one of my favorite apps that I use. Uh, and man, I love Pocket Cast. It, it's such a good little app. Um, Pocket Pocket Cast is actually very, very good. And I, I think I listened to a podcast. Actually, this is kind of a meta thing, but I listened to a podcast that, that a guy, the guy that develops Pocket Casts, he's on that, and he talks about it all the time. And it's a, you know, it's a phenomenal. I've had it on um, Android devices. I was trying to find, you know, that was one of the first things I looked at when I switched to a Note Four. Was hey, I'm going to have to have an iPad, and I'm going to have to have my Android phone on the same podcast app so that they will sync together so that I can start listening to one on one device and keep listening to it on another. Mm-hmm. And Pocket Cast does that. And it's a really great cross-platform podcast uh, app. I don't know of many other podcast platforms that are cross-platform. Overcast certainly not um, uh, universal. It's not. It only is on iOS. Uh, there used to be one I used to love called Instacast, and it has since gone away because the developer couldn't support it anymore. Uh, but man, you're you're right about Podcast. It's an excellent, excellent podcast app. If you haven't checked that out, you need to. Uh, the only other things that uh, there's a couple other features I really love. I love the calendar widget. Um, I use Sunrise Calendar. We can talk about uh, calendar apps in just a minute. Uh, and my slight disappointment there, but I use Sunrise Calendar because it's got a really cool widget that I have. Uh, not on my home screen, but on a on a separate screen. I guess you could say my home screen's in the middle. So when I swipe to the left, I can see my calendar, and when I swipe to the right, I can see my to do list. Uh, and so that that's kind of neat, uh, neat little feature. A um, couple of the features I like these are these are Note Five specific, not necessarily Android specific. Um, just real quick, when I double tap my home button, my home home button uh, that opens my camera app. And that's really cool to open it up that fast just yeah, by really great. hitting the home button. The camera is decent. The recording on this Note 5 is phenomenal. And that's in 4K, I mean, right? It can record uh, video in 4K. Yeah, yeah. And it's it's Man, I don't I don't record in 4K because it, you know, the file is so big. Yeah. But the uh the 1080, oh man, and we recorded, we did a polar plunge. We were at the beach a few weeks ago for an event called Golf. And uh, we did a polar plunge uh, just uh, two weeks ago, so it was pretty cold. Had somebody record it, and man, just the even when you blow it up and put it, you know, I showed it uh, in our teen class the next Wednesday night, and just high definition looked great. Pictures sometimes are a little blurry, but once you can get a good one, you know, it's really crisp, good camera. Um, and, and you know, speaking about the cameras on these devices, the can if you're if you're making a decision on a device based upon the camera, then I don't know if you're actually making the right decision because these cameras in these devices now, especially, you know, when you talk about the newer Android Nexus phones, the 5P and the 6X or 5X and 6Ps, whatever, what uh-huh. I get them mixed up. The cameras are so close and, and they do so much. Um, I guess it's after processing when you hit that shutter button 
it will clear it up for you. It'll do a lot of different things for you that you don't even really realize. And so the software and the and the hardware of these cameras has gotten so good that if you're deciding on a device based solely upon its camera, then you, then you need to look at all these devices because their cameras are so close now. I still think action shot wise, I still think the iPhone blows them all out of the water uh, just as far as the clarity of the picture when things mm-hmm. are moving. Um, but as far as, you know, still shots, um, you know, they're, they're all six in one hand, half dozen the other. They all work really great. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things I love, this is another Note 5 specific feature. Because the phone is so big, one, one of the things I love, or there's two things about it, but they're both related. To the right and left of my home button, uh, one is a back button. And that's so helpful because the phone is so big. I, I know like on the iPhone, if to go back left corner (laughs) top left it's so far away especially if you're on the six plus and so it's a capacitive button it's not necessarily a physical button there on that that screen correct uh yes yes it's yes so it kind of lights up phones they they love to put those buttons in in the operating system not Uh and have no buttons hardly on the on the device but samsung ops to actually have physical buttons they have a physical home button and then two capacitive buttons on each side that allows you to go back and then the other one is the the list yeah on to, one on the right to close all your apps that was one of the things i was really disappointed what was the most recent ios update was it is it nine or eight nine that's nine is out right now yeah uh, i don't like how you close all the apps uh yeah, especially if you've got a big phone because everything's on the left and it's farther away if you're right-handed yeah it's clunky um, yeah, and but with the uh, with the note, you hit the uh, close all button, and if you've got a bunch up, instead of swiping them all out, there's a little button that you can hit that'll close them all out, and it's at the very bottom of the screen, and so you don't have to go reaching for it. Because mm-hmm. that's um, a big, and, the, and I don't think under, people understand how big a phone this is. You know, if you're if you're wanting to look, go put your hands on these phones. You know, yeah. I, I hear so many people say, well, you know, that one looks really great. I'm, I think I'm going to order it. Well, you need to put your hands on it first because uh, I had a friend who was dead set on getting a Nexus 6. Okay. A Nexus 6 is 5.96 inches. It's two, it's like two tenths <laughs> of an huge. inch bigger than your phone. And almost, it's nearly six inches. So it's like iPad mini size. And it's enormous. And he's like, wow, I'm really glad I didn't get that because that thing wouldn't fit in my pocket. <laughs> You know, and so go put your go to Best Buy. Best Buy's got. Um, and I'm sure you you went to Best Buy a couple of different times, but they've got like entire Samsung sections of all yeah. of their their devices. Just like Apple has a little mini store, Samsung has like a middle mini store now in the Best Buy that you can go look at the phones, you can play with them, you can take pictures with them, uh, you can see how they interact with like the the S watches and different things like that. Uh, really, really great products. Really, really good stuff. The only problem is is that Google really doesn't have their Nexus devices for display in a lot of different places. You almost have yeah. to go to Verizon or AT&T stores uh, to see some of them, and even even if you, even if they do have them, which they might not. Yeah. So that would be yeah. my advice, to go put your hands on these things and see how they feel. Because they really, they, they are huge. And if you, you know, I don't have huge hands by any means, and reaching the top left of my phone is a struggle, <laughs> you know, to do it one-handed. Even typing one-handed on this phone, uh, it, you know, now it's got some neat features where you can, I can actually hit my home button three times, and it'll bring it down to a four-inch screen, uh, which is kind of neat. Yeah, but, I've, this, it downsizes it. That's I've, yeah. I've seen that. 
and that you know it. then it feels really tiny <laughs> but you know it's a little easier to type one-handed that way um but as far as just standard one-handed use i mean i i have my home screen arranged by the apps that i use the most and the apps that i will have to reach the most with my right thumb <laughs> and and the cool thing about uh android is is it's a fluid kind of layout you can put all of your icons stacked on the right and have nothing on the left side of your screen if you wanted to. It's not a yeah. grid system to where the uh, it, the apps go to the top and they yeah. line up from the top to the bottom and you have to place your apps appropriately. It doesn't That's one thing I can't stand. I wish they would let us put icons in the places we want to put them on Apple, yeah. but they've let you do that on Android since day one. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's pretty much all the features. There's one other little feature that I've just recently found like within the last week and a half. Um it's got my phone has a touch ID on the home button, which mm-hmm. is really nice. But sometimes I just kind of get tired of using that and having to unlock my phone every time. And I found this feature, and I'm not sure if uh, iOS has this, but it's called the smart smart lock feature. And when my phone, I can put in multiple addresses, or actually I can just ping it on on a GPS on a map. And so when I get home and when I'm in my office, my phone does not lock itself. I just have to swipe. To unlock. Oh, that's super cool. Yeah, whenever I leave those places, I have to use the Touch ID. And By geolocation, so that, it knows that you're in those places, so it doesn't require you to have the extra security. That's really cool. Yeah, and it doesn't kill the battery, you know, because it quickly searches for your location, pings it, and then it knows you're there. Uh, and then maybe, you know, whenever you unlock your phone the next time, a little while later, hour later or more, you know, it pings it again and sees where you're at, and it'll determine whether or not you got to use the Touch ID button. Is that a feature built into the, the Note 5, or is that a is is that an app? Well, I, no, it's a, it's got to be a Note Five feature. Ah, okay. Uh, yeah, it's it's not a specific app. Now there may be specific apps out there. Oh yeah, I, I guarantee you there are. Yeah, and that's that's one thing about Android is that you know when I whenever I teach this uh, digital parenting stuff, I always tell, you know, I always kind of mention that say you know there's a lot of great things that Apple does on the front end on the device that allows you to lock down the device, but Android has chosen to go the opposite direction. And while they have some parental controls on the device, they want you to get third-party apps that can just dig really, really deep and monitor all sorts of stuff on your child's device. And that's one of the big advantages about Android is that they allow, they're allow they more open. They allow you to get deeper in the operating system. They, you know, Just like you said, changing icons and changing things and moving things different ways and assigning different apps to different tasks and, and all sorts of different things. So, yeah, there's a lot of advantage, advantages to having been on the Android platform. Well, that's pretty much it for the features. Uh, if you want to talk apps... Um, I'm kind of a boring Android app person. I don't use any specific, I guess you would say, any Android-only apps, uh, uh, at least not that I know of. And but part that's of a that's good just, thing because you don't necessarily want to use an Android-only app because you also work with a Mac and you have an iPad, yeah. correct? Yeah, yeah. And so, you know, Anything I use that works cross-platform standard. is going to be beneficial to you. Yeah, and I'm using the standard apps. You know, I use Google Inbox for my email uh, it took me a while to really appreciate Google Inbox. At first, I hated it, and I used Cloud Magic, uh, but I got tired of my phone going off all the time, yeah. and with all these emails that I get every day. And so, I started digging into Google Inbox and realized you could change some uh, notification features and all that. And so, I, I've actually learned to love Google Inbox and how it groups everything together or certain things together. And um, and so, I use that on my on my Mac on my uh, phone as well. Um, one of the things that, that I have 
not enjoyed was I lost one of the best apps out there that I know you love. I lost drafts. Yeah. Uh, drafts, D-R-A-F-T-S. Mm-hmm. Um, I loved that app. It took me a long time to break down and pay for it. <laughs> <laughs> and and I finally paid for it, I think about a month before I got rid of my iPhone. <laughs> oh, man. And so so I, I still use it some on my iPad, but when, it, when you can only have it on that one place, it's really not that functional. But I went back to Simple Note. I've used Simple Note for a long time, and I love Simple Note because of how simple it is. I mm-hmm. mean, it is what what the name is. That's literally all it is. is yeah. There's no formatting, nothing. It's just Simple Note. Mm-hmm. I love loved Simple Note for a very long time. Yeah, it you know it's cross platform, and it also syncs together with my Mac, and that's very important. Uh, it's one of the few you know cross platform. They have a great uh, looking Mac app. Yeah, they do. I'm looking at it right now. It's where I've got my notes for this for recording with you today. Um, I write Bible classes in that app and then move them over to Evernote to back them up. I mean, I do everything in Simple Note. Um, I told you about the power toggles. Uh, I use Google Photos to back up my pictures. and Which Google Photos is, uh, is uh, on iOS as well. And if you don't have uh-huh. that, um, the, what, what kills me about Google Photos is not the backup feature and the features for that, but the simple fact of searching. Yes. You can search like... You could go in your mute photo library and search for um, cats and it will like bring, I'm serious. It will bring yeah. up like every picture that has a cat in it, even if it's on a television or something in a photo. And it's know, not it's like you tagged your cats in the picture. No, no. It's not like you had to go through there and tag every single thing that you had. And it's just, it's kind of strange how it yeah, does I that. searched it. I tried it one day and I searched the word tree and it literally pulled up every picture I've ever taken that had a tree in it. Wow. It was crazy i don't know how they do it. that's that's witchcraft i don't know how they do yeah that. well that's probably because they're you know they're so infiltrated into our lives they know everything about us anyway so yeah, they might they as well do. know what's in our pictures between google and the government that's right i think they're working together sometimes uh but i love the fact that it will automatically back up pictures when i'm on wi-fi i don't have to tell it to uh, and you know, I can get those pictures anywhere from my computer or my iPad or my phone. And that's incredibly t- important to mention the backup for photos, because how many times has somebody come to you? I know they come to me all the time and say, I think I lost all my photos mm. because they turned off a setting and, you know, I'll be perfectly honest. This again, not an iOS bashing show, but let's point out the, the deficiencies of iOS here. Photo syncing, not all that great. Um, no, it has. And with iCloud, you don't get a ton of space. You no, know? you don't. And so you, ha- you end up having forced. to pay for it. I think I pay two dollars a month, and I get something like twenty-five gigs, which is appropriate for me. But at yeah. the same time, it's like you know, my wife has a hundred twenty-eight gigabyte iPhone, and it fills up almost every thirty days. Wow! Because she is just that. She takes so much video and so many photos, and so I end up dumping those onto an external hard drive and then deleting them off her phone. But yeah. that's not a really good backup solution. But if you have Google Photos or something like that, it will automatically back it up over Wi-Fi. It'll back up photo. It'll even make those cute little um, GIF videos of yeah. co- combination of similar photos for you. That's really cool. I and guess so, the downside to it is if you want the unlimited storage for free, it will downgrade the resolution on the picture. It mm-hmm. won't keep the raw file. Yeah. Uh, so you do have to, you know, you do have to take that. Uh, for me, just to have them backed up, I don't. You know, I'm not planning on blowing any of my pictures up. Just I'd like to have them forever. Yep. And so that that's a really neat feature to me. Because we both got young kids and we both want to make sure that we 
never lose any of those photos because yeah. you know 20 years from now when we're searching for pictures for their or 18 years from now when we're searching for pictures for their senior slideshow we're going to be we're, we're going to have a tough time picking a lot of different things if we've got all these uh, different photos backed up on different yeah. things that's going to be great well especially if you you know if you have the 16 gig iphone or a smaller you know i only have 32 gig and that was that was like christmas morning to me you know to have all this extra space now but even sure. now my phone's starting to fill up a little bit to be able to just go in and know they're all backed up and then just to delete them all off my phone and clear it off and know that they're out in Google's cloud, you know, that, and Google's not going anywhere as far nope. as I know. Nope, they're um, not. And, and that's a really, really cool feature. And that's one of the big fall fallbacks of, of photo services is that so many photo services have been very, very promising, but they have ended mm-hmm. up, you know, falling down and, and not functioning, not getting enough funding and the, the apps have gone away and those services have gone away. And so what happens to your photos then? Well, yeah, Google's not going anywhere. You're, you make a good point about that. My only, my only gripe, or I guess one of my few gripes about the uh, Android experience is the calendar app. Uh, I said before, I used Sunrise. I had mm-hmm. used Sunrise before on iOS. Uh, I liked it. It's a little buggy on my phone. It'll crash uh, all the time. So last few days and weeks, I've been trying to look for a new calendar app. I haven't fallen in love with any. I actually went back to Sunrise yesterday. Uh, you know, and part of it is because of the widget ability. I want it to have a nice looking widget as well. And I really like a calendar app that has the agenda view. I don't like the month calendar because I can't see everything. I like just to be able to scroll through my stuff on the agenda uh-huh. view. And so I haven't found a calendar app that I really love. So if any of your listeners are Android people and they got one, man, send it to me. Let me know over Twitter or something. Um, that that's one of my few gripes. Um, I guess a couple other apps that I use all the time. I love Pocket uh, to be able to save uh, stuff and read it later. I, I'll actually here's something I've been doing recently. I'll, I'll get online if or if I'm doing some Bible study for a class, I'll go to BibleHub.com and get some of their commentaries, and I will save that page to Pocket just so I can pull it up later on my iPad and read it. So uh-huh. I don't have to read it off a computer screen. Uh, or read it off my phone. Uh, I use Pocket daily. I love, love, love that app. Another cross-platform uh, app, Pocket. Yeah, and like I said, everything else I use is pretty much going to be available on everything else. I use 1Password. Uh, that is a lifesaver. And 1Password uh, is actually a new addition to Android. They've only yes. been out for about six or eight months. And um, that was one of those holdouts. And one of my holdouts, you know, my holdouts for not being on Android is the apps that I need to be able to use. Yeah. And there's really only one or two now that, you know, I would say, oh, well, no. and I don't think that I should have apps being holding me back from maybe move, making the move to Android, at least on my phone. So if you're not beholden to most of these apps now are cross platform, which is great with the yeah. uh, exception of OmniFocus, which is uh, which is an app I use and, and drafts, you know, I can't really think of any that's not cl- cross platform that I wouldn't be able to use. And there may be some apps, you know, in the Google Play Store that are a little closer to what drafts will do. Uh huh. I just haven't searched for them because well, I like Google Keep it. to me. Google Keep is, yeah. is not. I mean, you can't send stuff places like you would with drafts. But I mainly just use drafts for a scratch pad anyway. It's just a super quick, ready to type on scratch pad. Yeah. Uh, when somebody pulls me aside at church and needs me to do something and things like that, I need to write something down really fast. But Google Keep, you know, that's available on iOS now as well. 
is a really great little substitute for that kind of thing. You can make little check checklists and have almost like a sticky note kind of board there on your app, and it's it's pretty nice. And it's got some really cool widget features as well. I, I used it when I first got went to Android um, because I struggled with a uh, to-do list app, finding a good one. And so I used, I used Google Keep for a while. I've kind of phased out of it right mm-hmm. now. I went back to Todoist. Uh, because the uh, they've got a great home screen widget. Yeah, another cross-platform app. It's available yeah. on iOS as well. But Google Keep is a really cool app. In fact, when I first found it, I think I texted you. I was like, hey, have you seen Google Keep? And you're like, yeah, I've seen it, just not on iOS. So I'm glad to hear that it's on iOS now because that's a really – and it, it's also got a great Mac uh, Mac desktop app. Oh, okay. Uh, I didn't know yeah. that, actually. Yes. It's, I've it's been a really – diving into to project management to do things because I'm kind of reevaluating OmniFocus. OmniFocus is uh-huh. um, kind of like using a fire hose to kill a, f- a housefly. It's it's <laughs> it's a little too much for me, and I need something that it, that kind of scales to where I'm when I'm really really busy and when I'm not really busy. Uh-huh. And um, I've I'm going to do a future show on that, but it's really cool to know that Google Keep Google Keep is right up there. It's in the top three or four of apps that I'm looking at to to replace that. And one of the requirements for that is, of course, cross-platform that has yeah. to work on uh, iOS and Android. And anytime you search, you know, best best apps, best to-do apps, Google Keep's going to be one of the top ones. It's a really, really good one. And that I, I I don't know exactly where that came from from Google, but it's just been it's been out for what maybe a year or two now, and it's it's just a nice little app. It's really, really yeah. nice. So that's that's the main apps I use, mainly because uh, they've got to be cross-platform for me, especially with my Mac. Uh, I use my iPad more so for reading now, mm-hmm. um, that and occasionally teaching from it. Um, but the you main teach thing from is from your your note. No, the screen's not. I, I have once, and the screen's just not quite big enough. It's I just can't. Not quite big enough. Okay. I don't like to scroll a ton, and so I want to see. Uh, as much of my notes as I can. I'm actually hoping in the next couple of months to, I've had an iPad, I got the first generation iPad mini and I'm hoping to go, I'd like to go to the iPad Air, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I, I think they're coming out with a new version in March maybe. So I'm really going to be looking into that. I'm really looking into going back to the bigger version of the iPad just for reading. I mean, I use it so much for reading now uh, and it's just so nice, you know, to have that little bit bigger screen. Well, let's let's kind of hit on that last point since we're we're kind of closing it out here, and you know you still live in you know you still have a Mac. I don't think you're moving away from a Mac, no. Um, and you still have an iPad, which you're that means you're still got one foot in iOS as well. Would you ever consider moving back to an iPhone when the time came for you to uh, change phones or upgrade again? I, I would consider it just because. I do miss iMessage and knowing when my wife reads my text message and when she can know when I read hers, you know, yeah, so we don't have to really text. Yes, yeah, so we don't have to text okay all the time because it really bothers me for my phone to go off for somebody just to tell me okay. It's <laughs> 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 um, kind of a little pet peeve. Uh, and there, you know, there's some other, it, it is nice for all that stuff to just sync and not have to worry about it. But I tell you, some of the widgets, especially the podcast, uh, that's probably the one widget that I don't want to give up. Now, I'm not saying I will buy another Note. I don't know, you know, as if they come out with a Note 6 or whatever, you know, it, it'll have to be pretty cool. I like the Note. I don't use the stylus. I think I've used it one time 
when I wasn't just like, hey, let me just see what this does. You know, I actually used it one time. That's interesting because uh, that's one of the big Samsung's down. biggest things that they try to yeah. market with that is the stylus. And it's so funny because everybody I hear from says, well, I really don't use it. <laughs> well, I don't write and I hate writing with an actual pen. And so that's just, you know, one morning I woke up at 5 a.m. with something on my brain and wanted to write it down. And so I got out the stylus and it's got a really neat feature of when you pull out the stylus, if your phone's not on, uh, you can write on the screen and it'll save a picture of whatever you put on the black screen. So that's kind of a neat little that's feature. Cool. Then it'll that import really cool, it actually. into S notes. Um, you know, if you had to take down a phone number or whatever, but for me, it's quicker just to unlock my phone and type it. Um, mm-hmm. so I don't use the, the, the pen or the stylus a lot. Um, so I don't know that I would buy another note. I do like the big phone. I might be curious to check out the Nexus just to get the pure Android experience and not have the uh, touch whiz overlaying everything. Of course, that's one of it, going back to talking about the launcher. If you don't like the touch whiz or if you don't like whatever it is that your phone is running, the launcher will bypass just about all of that. Yep. Uh, I didn't like touch whiz a whole lot, uh, the design, the function, and so... The Nova launchers kind of helped me come past that. Even if I got a, say I went to a Nexus, I'd probably still get, still use the Nova launcher just because I like all the features of what it'll do. Um, so at this point, I don't, you know, let's say I have an upgrade in a year or so. I don't, you know, we'll see what Apple does with the next iPhone uh, and with the next iOS. But right now, you know, I'm I'm very content with being an Android user, but also still getting my iOS feel through an iPad and, of course, my Mac. I, I will never, ever, ever uh, get rid of it. Well, that's um, good That's good to hear. That's really yeah. good to hear. <laughs> and I learned a long time ago to never say never, but that's the one thing I will say never to. I will, I will own a Mac. Uh, it's just, it's the best. And, um, you know, the flexibility with Android is really what appeals to me personally because you can make it, just like you said, with the launchers and the different things that you can do, put stuff different, you can make it look exactly like an iPhone if you want to and use the same apps uh, that you used, you know, on the iPhone most of the time, 90, you know, probably 98% of the time you're going to be able to find a cross-platform app. Uh, I think we talked about drafts. That's one of the only non-cross-platform apps. And I think they're making a mistake by not um, uh, releasing an Android version. But I know that they would you would give them five dollars immediately if they had an oh, yeah. Android version, and so yes. I don't know. I just don't know what keeps some of these developers from not developing for Android because it's such a huge, huge piece of, of the pie out there. Or and, just uh, to develop a uh, like a Mac desktop app. Yes, I'd probably still use it uh, if it had a Mac desktop app. So, well, um, anything else that you'd like to? Um, to uh, say before we uh, have our prayer and end our podcast today? No, that's pretty much it. I appreciate you having me on. Really enjoyed uh, spreading that Android propaganda today. <laughs> <laughs> Eric Gray is the uh, youth minister at the Creekwood Church of Christ in Mobile, Alabama, and uh, he can be reached. Uh, he does a podcast called the, the YM Podcast, and um, that's all about youth ministry and youth ministry topics and different things like that. He's been in the biz for a number of years. He's involved with AIM. He's involved with all sorts of different stuff. Eric, what is your Twitter handle? You can find me at Eric underscore the underscore gray. Kind of like Gandalf the Gray, except Eric the Gray. Eric the Gray. There you go. Eric the Gray on Twitter. And uh, get with him. Get in touch with him. If you have Android questions, I'm sure he'd love to uh, to answer some of those as well. Um, let's go ahead and have our prayer, and then let's uh, end our podcast today. 
Dear Lord, thank you so much for this wonderful day that you have blessed us with. Thank you so much for the wonderful uh, blessing of technology that you have given us in today's modern church. Thank you so much for the things that we're able to do with it, the things that we're able to communicate that with. And please help us to always remember to use it for your glory, to always use all these devices and technology and the things that we have, all these blessings, to use them for the uh, moving forward of your kingdom, Lord. Lord, we thank you so much for Eric, and we thank you so much for his ministry and the, the things that he does and the people that he influences positively for your kingdom. We'd ask that you be with him and the congregation there at Creekwood and that you be with them as they grow and as they move uh, towards and move forward in your kingdom. We thank you so much for his willingness and uh, dedication to your, to your uh, church. We'd ask that you give him uh, the insight that he needs to move forward as well. Lord, we thank you so much for Jesus. We thank you so much for his sacrifice. And without him, we would not be here today. Thank you so much for him. And it's in his name that we pray. Amen. Eric, thanks so much for being on the show. And uh, you can find the show notes here at uh, chadl.co slash mbits slash 044. And we'll have a lot of uh, links to some apps that uh, I wrote down here. And um, remind me to get you a a screenshot of your phone. People would love to see those things. I, I don't know why, but they'd love to see them. And so uh, we'll be back uh, here in a week or two with a new episode. And uh, I think we're actually going to have another Android episode. So if, you're, um, if you don't want to hear that, just don't, don't tune in. But uh, I believe we're going to have somebody else talk about their switch to Android as well. So we're going to try to give the, uh, the fair and balanced approach here other than having the slanted iOS. Eric, thank you so much for um, uh, being on the show today. Hey, thanks for having me, Chad. All right. Y'all go out and have a good week and God bless you.